0: And now, time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show.
1: Hey Bruins fans, welcome back for episode 116 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. We are recording on February 3rd, 2019. It's all about hockey today. Sorry folks. Um, Let me introduce the panel. We have Court Lalonde, as always. How are you doing, buddy?
0: I am fine. I am fine. I am with you on the I don't care about football.
1: Yeah. And uh, from England, our favorite, one of our favorite co-hosts, and we only have three of us, so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, is Rob Tomlin. Rob, how's it going, buddy?
2: I'm all right. I'm, I'm going to watch the hand run
1: ball later. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least we're all in agreement that we do not like the football. Unless you it's, d- not, it's not that I don't like it. I just don't care. Like I don't know. Yeah. tried. Yeah.
2: Not a big deal for me. Like, yeah. I, I, I can watch it, but the fact that you guys
0: call it football is just wrong. <laughs> I 100% agree with you, Rob, because it just makes no sense to me.
2: Well, they use the feet, like, twice every, like, 30
0: minutes. Oh, no, no. There's, like, five minutes uh, of know. actual play in a football game. <laughs> if, like, if like <laughs> you got rid of, like, the stoppage and the walking up into the huddle, there's probably five minutes of action. Like, it's unbelievable.
2: Uh, I'm, okay, I'm okay watching, like, the highlights. But if I had to watch a full game, I think I'm probably...
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they tried here in Toronto. They had uh, the, the Buffalo Bills play here a couple times. And I went to a game and I left. It was like a baseball game for me. I can't do, uh, you know, every inning for baseball. I got to leave early. And football, I was like, ooh, halftime yeah. show came on. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go watch uh, a hockey game somewhere.
1: This is terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, uh, before we get started, I really, really wanted to show my appreciation um, for the invite. Uh, last week's 3-on-3 tournament in Leicester, Massachusetts, um, a while, about a year ago, Casey Cummins uh invited me and us he actually reached out and invited all of us but unfortunately we're all in three different locations so we all couldn't make it but um it was a fantastic day um if anybody wants to listen to the experience you can go back and um and and look back at episode 115 or or listen to episode 115 but i want to give a shout out to casey his father tim and his wife laura and also property owners jeff and karen which are in-laws of casey um and all the participants. It was a great tournament, 17 tournament. Um, and I have to give a shout out to my boy Cody Tradia for giving me the ride down to Central Massachusetts, and Paul from the Ride the Pine Radio podcast for uh, being teammates on on uh, Team Black and Gold. So great day! Don't
2: give Paul a shout out. Oh hey Don't man, give I'll out.
1: give him a sh- that kid's a beast on ice man. <laughs> he is a <laughs> yeah, beast. Joking. I I couldn't believe I I, I didn't. He didn't know how I played and I didn't know how he played so once we we started after the first game I we was like wow you can actually play so yeah he was he was just a tank out there so so how did you no do one...
0: in said tournament
1: We lost both games well, There you go <laughs> It was a double elimination um it was fun a lot of beer drinking a lot of great people uh and the atmosphere was just unbelievable, and Mother Nature worked out very well.
0: Yeah, it looked it looked nice.
1: Yeah, it was it was absolutely gorgeous. So if he ha-
0: um, if he holds it in March, then maybe I can come next time.
1: I, if we, uh, it's it's tough to get ice down in New England in March, my friend. That's why I come to Boston in March. By the <laughs> way, exactly to get away from the ice in Toronto, right?
0: <laughs> well, no, no, no. You guys have worse winters than I do. It's, oh, guess, guess what the weather is like today? It's raining.
1: Yeah, it's like. And and like it's going to be like thirty something degrees today, and tomorrow it's supposed to be like
0: sixty. So. Uh, for Rob and I, just just talk normal. So it's plus it's plus four today, uh, Rob here in Toronto. Like everywhere,
2: it's minus two here. Really? Yes. We've so to our listeners, I, I'm
0: confused. <laughs> Do we use the we use the the metric system? Right. Right. Yeah, We use it, the correct system. Yes, correct. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Jesus. The United States is like, I have to be different than anybody else. And, <laughs> but they <you know>. don't. <laughs> yeah. So hey, I'm American. says
2: to me, it's 25 degrees here. And I'm like, what are you complaining about? And then you look at it and you're like, oh, it's minus like 12.
0: Yeah, I like, it, you, know. you still get it. Like, you know, for us, when it's cold, it's minus one. It's just very simple. And when it's more minus, it's more cold. <laughs> yeah.
1: Speaking of cold, we have to talk about the uh, the recent Bruins games last week. Um, after they had a nine-day rest, they come back on Tuesday to play the Winnipeg Jets at TD Garden and lose in the shootout 4-3. Thought it was a very entertaining game, but they, they, they get a point out of the deal. And then Thursday at TD Garden again, they play the Philadelphia Flyers and lost in overtime three to two. So another point there is scratching away the points here. Um but at, after last week's games they, they and and the recent action from other peop other teams in the uh Atlantic division. Um the Bruins currently are bumped out of the third position by Montreal and sit in the first wildcard position by one point. So I'm so okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was still in the mix, and 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 is again, it's just the fan freakout for, um, you know, let's let's we got to make a deal to get up in the top, you know, range where the Tampa Bay Lightning are. That's you know, the Tampa Bay is eighty points right now. You are still a ways away from getting to that point.
0: So, and, can and we you know, just preface and, and let you get know. by. We're all watching this well, hockey game. Just people. Just letting you know, we're all gonna be doing this, we're all multitasking.
1: Yes, we are, yeah. Um might as well just get right into what did you guys think of the la- of last week's games?
2: We got beaten by two hot goaltenders. That's, that's, yeah. that's my take on it.
0: That's pretty much what Cassie I said, mean, right?
2: Yeah. But how many how many times did Vasilevsky shoot out of his backside? And then Carter Hall just played amazing. So I, I wasn't too bothered by only getting two points out of them games. It It is what it is. You get beaten by a hot
0: goaltender. What are you going to do? I thought they should have won uh, Should have won both games, to be totally honest with you. Because um, both times they had the lead and both times they lost the lead. Um the goalies did play hot, but the Bruins seemed—I thought—they played better. And as as Cassidy said, it's self-inflicted damage from the back end, right? On the oh, last yeah. game. Oh yeah. I know we're going to talk about it, but that quote says it all. Like we've all been saying it. We see the power play. We see these odd man rushes. Like we just saw. Uh, Tuukka made an amazing save on Ovechkin just in this game we're watching on another breakaway. I would love to find the stats. I bet you the Bruins are up there in the top five in the league of giving away breakaways. Oh sure. It's sure. ridiculous. Oh, easily. Top two. It's it's the and I know it was on uh, behind the bee when uh, Toy Krug made the comment of like can I activate can I activate and it's funny everybody gets on Toy Krug it's usually not Krug it used to be back in the day remember Krug would fall the blue line and cause the breakaways yep it's it hasn't been Krug I love Carlos hustle coming back but it's been like the McAvoy's and and Chara's and. And Kevin Miller with that stupid bad shot, like I love Kevin McAvoy. Miller's defensive play. It, it's just it's crazy. The odd man rush McAvoy is in the up.
2: Philly game, he, he just kept jumping into the play every time. Like that was the frustrating thing for me is that he kept, kept jumping up, and even though we had three guys high trying to forecheck, and McAvoy just skates into the zone. You know, like why? At least wait until someone drops back to cover you. Like, and oh. then,
0: and then on that John Moore play, if it's you see it, good. Moore takes that shot, which was such a low percentage shot. But why were the forwards so deep? Um someone put it out on Twitter there. I think it was Sean Ferris from uh, Stanley Cup Chowder. He showed a picture of it, and the forwards are pretty much like at the blue at the at the hash like they're behind the hash marks. and he takes that shot. Yeah. any any deflection. it's a three on one. like it's terrible. Yeah. They got to be they got to be smarter. Oh, absolutely. Said, what did he say? Yeah. Decide if they're going to play the right way and buy in. And then you had the idiots on Twitter and and social media saying that the coach is the problem, we need a new coach. Oh just
1: Jesus. Yeah. Just, just shut up. Yeah, that's
0: ridiculous.
1: No, it's gone
2: from there's like half of the fan base talking about the GM should be fired for not making a the trade, then half of the fan base is saying it's not the GM, it's the coach. It's neither. It's the players.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: they just... I think it's that week off. They've done it in the past when they come back from that week off. and The forwards can do all they want, but the defense just... It's not working.
0: I I will, personally, put a little bit of blame on the GM. I think... uh, I really do think Sweeney needs to to give Cassidy something more to work with. I really do. Yeah, I I mean... I know the way you feel, Mark, and I know the way Rob feels. I know I'm not in the majority on this podcast in this feeling, but uh I'm sure we'll talk about it later as a topic. Absolutely. Oh, no,
2: I'm all about making a move, but the right move, not rushing into just buying someone because the name is out there.
0: Like, oh no, I agree with that. Yeah. I just I just think they need they need something. I I, I, I love Kleherick, he's playing great. I Yeah. I Trent Frederick. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I need more. Um, yeah, and speaking of
1: mean Sorry, it's all right. Speaking of needing more, it, it, this Bruins team is really going to have to buckle down uh, this month, and and this is obviously the first time we've gotten together in the month of February. But when you look at the schedule, especially this week, you got the we're watching the Washington game um, down in Washington uh, on TV right now, it's, and they haven't. The Bruins haven't won against Washington in fourteen straight games, I believe. That's yeah, the number.
0: Yeah, no, that's real. I wrote it down at the beginning. Yeah. Fourteen straight losses.
1: And then and then on Tuesday they come home and it's a back to back situation. They come home against the Islanders on Tuesday night when and the Islanders are absolutely hot right now,
0: uh, leading the Metro. Flyers are hot too. That was their sixth one yeah, in a row. Exactly. And, and the I think quickly's quote after last game was amazing. They were like, <laughs> So what do you guys think about the slump? He's like, Well at least we play Washington next.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's so funny.
0: He's hilarious.
1: Uh, and then on the road on Wednesday night in New York against the Rangers, and then have two days off, and then return to the TD Garden for a matinee game against the Los Angeles Kings. So <laughs> that's just the week that is going to happen. And then you look further in, and and you got Colorado, you got uh, Chicago, then you go on a trip to Anaheim, California, take care of those teams. I mean it's it's not going to be a very easy time. So, I mean, everybody needs to do what Cassidy said, is to buy in and scratch away and get these two points as much as possible because, you know, you, you, while you're sitting in that first wild card spot, you are mere points away from the second or third in the Atlantic. And it, it's not out of the realm of, of possibilities of them getting back into that picture again. So, um,
0: well, as Cassidy, as, as they pointed out, Pretty much the way Cassidy was explaining it, you know, it should have been a three-one hockey game, and they should have won that last game. Yeah, Tuca played well enough for them to win that hockey club. He's played, he's played well since coming back from his injury a couple weeks ago. Um,
1: how about uh, let's get into the topics? We've got a long list of topics that we're going to try to get to in this hour. But uh, first and foremost, the one that jumps out at me and I set, uh, I set at, at top of the agenda is, the, is Cassie calling out players, especially on the defensive, zone, uh, defense, defensive end. And I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but...
0: Yeah, his quote was, self-inflicted damage from the back end. Decide if they're going to play the, the right way or, and buy in.
1: So no passengers. Well, no passengers. Step it well, up, play out, the game. He
0: pointed out the John Moore terrible decision on the shot and he pointed out the pinch by char and then he pointed out the other pinch by mcavoy he didn't he didn't mince words he threw carlos name in there but we all know he's really looking at char as the captain of this hockey club to uh make a statement he talked talked about miller and char that need to be he says they're the leaders on the back end and they need to start acting like it
1: yeah agreed Uh, um We, we, we constantly talk about leadership here and so on, and we need that from a player like that. And when it just brings me back to my feeling of when we're seeing this type of frustration from Cassidy, is it really time to consider cutting ties with Chara? I know I'm going to get hated for this, I know I'm going to get absolutely roasted for this, but I mean. What do you mean, cutting ties?
0: I just want to ask, like, cutting type what? Like, listen, what at, the end do, at, the
1: end, at the end of the season, walk away. do not his call, though. I know, but don't resign him.
0: But it's not Cassidy's call. You said Cassidy cutting, but it's, it's
1: Sweeney's call. I understand. Well, yeah, I, I understand that. Walk, the team should walk away from him. I think, I think he's old enough. I think that uh, production on the ice is now more important than what happens in the, in the locker room. Whether whether people agree or not, I just I just think it's time. I'm I'm not seeing a, a very good Chara, especially after he came back from that from that injury he had. So I mean, it's like I said, it's just my opinion.
2: My the problem, my sorry. Um, yeah, you're right. The problem is that Chara shouldn't be playing top line minutes, and there's no one to cover him for that, and that's not his fault. Like I think. He could easily do top four minutes and be fine. But the guy's out there five on five. He's out there sometimes on the power play. He's out there on the penalty kill. The guy's 40 years old, 41. Like, yeah. get the guy, get the guy break. If anything, everyone's saying that he need to go out and get this Panarin type player. A guy like Jake Muzzin, who went to. Toronto would have been great. I know you've already uh... got many, many defensemen here, but getting another guy that can let Chara have some rest is a good idea as well.
0: So, someone else already mentioned this to me right before our podcast, and also I, I, I live in Leafs land and they all think they've won the cup now that they've got Muzzin in. P.S. My wife's last name, maiden name, is Muzzin. So I it just I despise it in, in so many ways, shape, or form. <laughs> but the guy played decent, but I, I don't get it. This team is literally in the spot they're in because the defense stepped up. If Sweeney gave what Toronto Maple Leafs gave to get Jake Muzzin from the Boston Bruins, he needs to be fired. So you're saying oh, you yeah, a no. guy like him? That's fine, bringing in another guy. But that's literally, now you're going to have eight defensemen when yeah, you need to you'd
2: have to move a
0: defenseman just, out. Why, why, how about this one? Why don't we just put Char on a different pairing don't give him as much ice time, and give the other guys more ice. Carlo, Grizz, get those guys more ice. That's a smart idea. Like, I, I, if Chara wants to come back next year, and he's your third pair, and he's only asking for like two million dollars, or takes a team friendly deal, I'm in. If he comes back for a million bucks or two million bucks, he can come play defense on my team and be the the, the rotation for his swan song. I have no problem. Yeah, but Anything then after that, I'm out.
1: Right, but then you have to. Before the February twenty fifth trade deadline, you have to move an asset on the defense that uh, in the development system. These uh, some of, you
0: you get away with you could be you could be uh, you could just leave them exposed in the expansion draft.
1: Oh, I keep forgetting about that DM expansion
0: draft. You also have a strike going to happen. Not the end year. of this season. No, it's that so the no, CBA the next. The CBA expires. Well, not expires. The NHL can walk away from the current deal September twenty nineteen. The CBA expires January 1st, at the end of 2020. So technically, they either have a lockout or... You technically could have, at the end of next season, no hockey. Oh. Yeah. Or at the end of this... at Sorry, this summer, the NHL could walk away from the deal. September yeah. 2019. That's crazy. So you could have no hockey next year. So... It could be solved right there if there is, and I'm sorry, there is going to be one. I just don't see it. There's not, there's no conversation about this being fixed. I don't know. I just don't see it happening.
1: The worst, the worst the part it. for me, the worst part about this whole lockout thing is, is the league is like is always coming out saying that we're making money, we're doing the best that we've ever done in history, but when it comes down to uh, giving shares to players. Uh, on that revenue it almost seems like oh we don't now they turn their story around and say oh we don't make enough money to well, to
0: I will I will say this back in the 90s you remember I I don't think Rob might, no offense Rob you're a little young compared to Mark and I but uh the NHL didn't make any money right but then so they they, they were, money now but that's they the were also paying
1: they were also paying their players like a couple hundred thousand if opposed to millions too you know and
0: they weren't making money right so, I know it sounds stupid, and I I love the game so much that, and I hate Gary Bettman, but at the same time, he is the reason hockey is as popular as it is. You can all disagree with me. He is the reason. The players are definitely the product, but he somehow made the game sell in the United States. It sells in Canada. Just put it on TV. We're all watching. Yep. Exactly. Right now oh, in I, think, watching I think he's
2: games. a good business. Man. But, yeah. Yeah. It's like all the hate that Jacobs gets. Like, he's done wonders for the team and the scenes. He's also done some shady stuff as well. But it's one of them.
1: (laughs) Uh, Moving on to the next topic, Uh, this one from Court. Should the Bruins trade away young players for immediate help? I... I I know what... We know where you are. Yeah, I know. No. I I know. But but why don't you guys go right ahead? Because everybody pretty much knows that I would like to stand pat and and hammer a free agent class. So you just want to hammer Mark
0: Stone? Just come on. We know <laughs> oh,
1: I, I, I haven't even thought of Mark Stone. I think he's a fantastic player and he'd be a great addition. But he's just another one that's going to be overpaid. I I just think that and division thing. I don't. I'm not thrilled about trading in the division. Hmm. But
2: um. I think if they trade someone, as long as it's the right type of players and you're keeping the guys that you want to keep around, then, yeah, do it. But the whole thing is if you've built around certain players but then you trade them away for immediate help, no. Because, I mean, De can go, but do you want him to go? Because I think... The thing is, if De Bruyne goes and you get a right winger for David Krejci's line, who plays the left wing? Um, and then, if you look down in the system, guys like Jack Studnika, do you really want to give up that guy right now when he's probably going to come in and play third-line centre next season? Um, I'd Ooh. be more for moving guys like I know Bjork's probably not going to move because of his injury, but there's a guy that I'd probably move um, Donato, JFK, guys like that, then okay if if they're not making the team right now and you need someone to come in. But like I said, if it's someone you're looking to build the team around, then no.
0: I just think we're a broken record every year. Last year at this time, we're like, nope, can't move JFK, can't move Donato, can't move York. You know what? I'll say it before, I'll say it again. If it makes the team better, make the deal. I don't care. I don't care who the prospect is. If yeah. so we get a better defenseman than McAvoy, make the trade. Like we can't. All these kids can't play. All these kids can't be on the team. There is an expansion draft coming up in a couple years. Like, let's start making some deals. Like, if there is a lockout, this is this is a, the, the window's closing on the Bergeron era. So let's get something done. I'm sorry. I, I'm tired of sitting on my hands here. All these kids aren't as good. We're overhyping the crap out of these kids. Trent Frederick, trade him. I don't care. St. Louis, he's a St. Louis boy. Let's get something out of there. Like, I don't care anymore. My, Your best players are Bergeron and all that. And this future right now, these kids, they don't look that good. DeBrus yeah. looks good. Yeah. Back and I looks good. McAvoy, he's inconsistent in my eyes. I don't know. DeBrus? He, everybody's jumping on Heinen. And then I look it up, and I'm like, wait a second. Russ barely has more points than Heinen does, yet he plays double the minutes. And then everybody's like, oh, he plays on the off wing. <laughs> crap. I'm sorry. Jesus. You're giving excuses for one and then you're dumping on the other. You make up your and mind. He might be on
2: the face off on the off wing, but most of the time he drifts to the left side when he's playing the right anyway. So.
0: Mind you, in this game, when they had DeBrusque, on the uh, the second time they had the power play in the first period of this Washington game, DeBrusque looked good out there. Yeah. I'm just saying the team has been snake bitten. They need to start scoring goals. Right now, to me, the best agent on our backs is Carlo, not McAvoy.
2: Thin changes. Yeah. They just need something to change. Like, they need. It's like if you sit a guy. Like, at the beginning of the season, you're not going to trade guys when you're in a slump. So you sit, look like bigger name players. And then go, look, if he's sitting, there's a chance that you're going to sit. Get something done. Like that's the kind of thing that needs to happen right now. They need to trade someone who the team think is untradeable and just say, look, if you're not producing out there, you're gone.
1: Yeah, it's sad that you have to get to that point, you know. It's just, I mean... I, but
2: the thing I, is, they're not even playing that bad. Like, they're not playing horrible. They're in that position for a reason. And they did it with so many players out. But when you guys are healthy, you they've got to get something done. Yeah, they and- can't say, "Oh, it's because someone's out," or there's no excuses there. It's right. just a case of get it done or yeah. get going.
0: Yeah, to me, right now, your your untouchables are your obvious, your your Bergerons, your Marchands, your your Pasternak, um, and your Carlo, and then the rest. And sorry, they all can be moved. Yeah, because I saw.
2: I'm sorry, McAvoy.
0: If if the St. Louis Blues said, "Hey, we'll give you a Petrolangelo and Tarasenko, you give us McAvoy, Frederick, and you know a first round and a second, do the deal." Oh yeah, I'm, I'm like I wouldn't even think twice. Like, yeah, hey, stand the cup. let's go. Jesus. Let's go. Like I'm sorry, McAvoy to me right now is extremely inconsistent. Yes, he had a concussion. Did he? If if he's if it's the concussion that still bothered him, then he came back too quick.
1: Good point. He's not.
0: If he thinks he's getting $7 million next year, he's got another thing coming. I saw the funniest tweet
2: ever yesterday, and it was from a New York Rangers fan. And they said something about Kevin Hayes possibly coming to uh, Boston. And someone said, oh, um, we don't want uh, Carlo because he's crap. And I was like, <laughs> Carlo Fe- Hayes would be like the entire backroom staff would be sacked <laughs> if that happened but, uh, I'd riot you
0: yeah. can trade Carlo but he needs to be traded for someone with the same amount of skills if Carlo could score goals oh my god it's a Norris Trophy yeah oh yeah you just can't like he can't like he's I, I feel bad uh, someone tweeted out before the game they're like oh Carlo's gonna score I'm like eh. he's gonna try but he's not going to score. Right. We all know. He can't have an open net. He's going to miss it. He would have fell when Hyden missed the shot that everybody was dumping on him for. When the puck was rolling and it bounced over a stick. And Krejci admitted that he should have shot. But people are still blind to their hate. Carlo would have fell for that puck. We all know right. it. He would have fell. Uh, and
2: mind you, McAvoy probably would have done the same.
0: So. <laughs> Carlo looks sometimes on the ice. And I don't get it. He looks like Bambi in the movie Bambi when he went down on the ice. And he's like falling all over the place. That's what Carlo yeah. looks like sometimes. But for some reason, pulls it out of his butt. He, his hustle coming back is unreal. Like, I think it was last game when he jumped into the play. He, he got back before half the guys. Guys that were in front of him.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and by the way, the uh, I believe this is the first time on the 2018-19 season that the Bruins are completely healthy. So that's something to be proud of uh, moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, 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 here's another one from Court. If the playoffs started today, are the Bruins in a good spot, and what would the roster look like moving forward? Um, that's an interesting question. I don't know where I'd go with this one because I'm, I'm, I just feel like the roster is not going to change that much with the uh, the the staff that they have right now. So. If you guys want to take it, go for it.
0: Well, no, we're acting like it's the playoffs now. Like, not, There's no trades going to happen. You can't talk about trades possibly happening. So right now, just to give an example, the Bruins would play the Islanders in the first round. I, I'm salivating right now. Instead of playing the Leeds, Jesus. they would play the Islanders. That would be a nice change. And I'm sorry. I know the Islanders are having a great season. Playoffs are a different animal. I honestly think the Bruins would just run them. I run Rockshaw on them. And I think the roster, I I think Moore is the guy that sits and Grizz is the guy that plays on the back end. And I think they rotate in and out, as Cassie said, depending on the game, whether it's Achari or uh, Heinen. Yeah.
2: It's just, like, do you run Krejci's line as the first line and try and get a better matchup for Bergeron? Like for Bergeron's line? So if you play Craits' line against Barzell's line and then Bergeron against their second line. I think you'd just
0: absolutely run them out of the building. I, I'm I'm oh I'd be hard pressed to not have Bergeron on. I, I think he would maybe use that fourth line at home, that Corale line. I think he'd have them against the yeah. Barzell line. He'd try at least. Like I think that would be his goal. To try and hope that yeah, yeah just shut them down. If that um, line could contain but if they don't you throw Bergeron out there. You have no choice, right? Yeah, I think Corral, I think, they would or, they just use, or they use, destroy one of those guys, or they pick Kevin Miller or or Carlo as the hey, you're on the ice every time that guy touches the puck, like they're yeah. gonna. Cassidy does do that a lot. He did that in the playoffs if you remember. As much as everybody said Chara is what it is, Austin Matthews didn't do too well when Chara was on the ice. Oh, yeah, shut down. He did like as much as he does when Char is in the playoffs. It's like a different player. And I, I yeah. maybe he just picks he picks he says hey Chara Mark Barzell he is now your bitch make him your bitch. <laughs> I like that. I I like the fact that they're in the first wild card and I don't have to they don't have to play the Leafs they they would literally just have to play a lesser team and they wouldn't have to get the crap kicked out of them because regardless they play the Leafs I still think it's a coin flip who wins the series and then whoever plays it is going to be dog tired because Tampa is going to run.
1: Just like As last right year. Now,
0: they t- yeah, Tampa would run Columbus.
1: Yeah. And Tampa, has, the... Tampa
0: has 80 points. If... 80, 80 fucking points. Yeah, and 52 games played. Like, come on!
2: If Bobrovsky leaves that team, but they still make the playoffs, it's going to be 10-0 every game. Even is not playing that good at the moment. It'd be 10-0 anyway, but... Like Tampa are just gonna run through people all this year. Like I
0: just, I just see Tampa. Tampa horrible. You know, but we're talking as it is right now. Tampa right now is disgusting compared to anybody else in the league. Winnipeg's got seventy points. Tampa's got eighty points. Jesus, Um, they're
2: starting to do what Pittsburgh used to do, where they just run away with it. Like there'll just be times where the Like, at the end of the season, I reckon the 20 points clear at the top.
1: Easy. Interesting. Uh, Let's take a quick break, and we'll get back to these topics uh, shortly. Be right back.
0: Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that, and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Nick Bukestad. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal. David Backus Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College
1: Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world. Hey, uh, one thing I wanted to ask is, um, and I heard it on another podcast earlier today, um, is, is the bye week. And, the, and I call it the bye week blues um, because every time the Bruins have somewhat of a, uh, a, a break, whether it be three or four days in the schedule or the mandated bye week, uh, they just seem to come back not all there and ready. Um, any concerns on how this team is being conditioned? which might be um, under the Cassidy umbrella to other people in, on the team to get these guys ready.
2: No, I don't think there's any problem with the way they've been conditioned. I, I honestly think it's just that time off from, like, competition hockey. Like, you can practice all you want, but it's not the same as playing a game.
1: Yeah, but, but so, here's... Well,
2: I think it's just a time
1: Here's my thing, Rob. Is like during those nine days, none of these guys are allowed to practice per team. You, I'm sure they can go out and rent an ice, uh, an yeah, hour of ice. Nylander,
0: but... Nylander and the, the Leafs, those guys, they were all practicing. It was all over the internet. They can go out on their own. Yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's on – like Bruins should have won their last two games coming out of this break. They should have won them. Right. I still think, you know, Halak kind of – I don't know. He's just He's not playing the greatest. He played lights out. It's it's like the Bruins can't have both goalies on at going on at the same time. But uh, I don't know. I say it's the leadership group on this team. If the guys are coming out of the break not ready, it's the, it's the, your captain. It's your Bergeron. It's those guys who have those guys ready. The coach can only do so much. He can't even talk to them over the break. Oh
1: really? I didn't even know that. I don't
0: believe so I don't believe the coaching staff. Someone can you know tweet us or email us. I don't think the coaching staff can even talk to the guys over the break. That's interesting. You could tell them, hey, I want you to do this, but what's he going to do? It looked like all the Bruins are in Mexico or whatever. Yeah. Oh, they were all away, except Bergeron. I'm sure Bergeron was just with his family. I agree with you, Mark. I think everybody should get a mandatory break at Christmas. Yeah. And every team's off at the same time.
1: Yep. Yep. I mean, it's, that is like...
0: all watch the World Juniors. And... That's
1: the prototypical middle of the season. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just it it just makes sense to me and you know i don't know but one thing that was good about the break is is um is Tuka Rask. he got injured and needed the the 7 days for a concussion protocol and obviously uh passed through flying colors um not getting in the game on on Tuesday against the Jets but uh got in the game on Thursday against the Flyers uh, what do you think about his play coming? Come on. What's the matter?
0: Sorry, just oh, okay. Just, yeah, like, come on, Krug.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, I got you now. <laughs> um, <laughs> wicked delay, but uh, <laughs> h- h- how about his play coming out of the break and, and and his numbers so far?
0: It's all on you, Rob. This is your topic. Is he gone? What? Okay. Sorry. That's Sorry,
2: funny. I had the table. My earphones off for us. Second, What's, what was the topic?
0: Yeah, two. T- coming back after the break. Here, I'll go and then you can catch in. So I thought he ah. played extremely well. Okay, sorry. I, I thought Tuca played, he, he hasn't looked like he missed a beat. I was very worried coming back from a concussion. Yeah, but he too. made the comment that he was like sitting on a beach but joking that he wasn't having any booze felt weird. Like he was being smart about it. He wasn't being an idiot. You know what I mean? Like I just came back. I've played hockey twice now in the last uh, last in the last little bit since my concussion, and I felt wobbly out there. I'm not a professional athlete or anything, but Tuca looks like he hasn't missed a beat. I still think Tuca plays that one game, um, the first game back after the break, they win that game. I don't know. Yeah, I could agree with yeah. that. Yeah,
2: I, I, I think he's come back exactly how he left. Like, it doesn't look like he was even injured to me. Um He's just just having a tough time, and I think one gets over that that record with his next win. I think he'll go flying like I think he'll do he'll play the best hockey he's played in a while so i I'm just scared that that might come into play later on in the season, like being out with a concussion and coming back that quickly is uh is a very dangerous thing,
0: but it affects everybody differently. I just don't. Well, you know the the tuka haters. They the, shouldn't call them that anymore. Whatever the the fan base just disagrees and thinks he's terrible. They uh, oh fuck. Um, <laughs> they <laughs> um, they, they always say he's a softy and all that. So I I still don't think he would have came back. To be totally honest, with the head they don't let them. Like I I, I can tell you for a fact because I spoke to someone within the Bruins organization when when McAvoy was out. And that person told me that they have to fill out a test every single day and put down stuff. They're not going to lie. They have to go through a test every single day when they have a concussion. The NHL does not want lawsuits needed as the team. Yeah, They don't come back unless they're fine. Right. Yeah. Like, it's obvious now that Rick Nash lied through his teeth. You know? He lied to come play in the playoffs last year for the Bruins because he's now yeah. retired because he had injuries. But or maybe it was just he felt so bad but like these guys have to go through with it I just don't see them coming back if they're if they weren't there's no reason to
1: yeah and it's important to to make sure that everything is going to be uh, like all, close to 100% as possible with these these types of injuries and and reading a little bit I'm I'm not sure of the article I wish I had it but um you know, the the last lawsuit, the class action lawsuit, it was leaked that they were offering only $22,000 per player that was in this class action lawsuit, which is one of the reasons why the judge uh, threw it out and says you can't do that because some of these cases have some more severity than others. And how can you how can you judge uh, who to give more money to and less to? It's just ridiculous. So uh, hopefully that could all get straightened out.
0: So. Yeah, like the, the, the biggest black eye of the Batman era has been this, the concussions. It's the biggest black eye of, of of Gary Batman. Yeah. By far. And
2: a couple of people were saying that um rest looks slow on the on a few of the goals. Like it, that one that was a tip in that went through um who was it? Kevin Miller's legs? I think. Like that's not been slow, that's a double tip.
1: Yeah. Like yeah.
2: Yeah, there was a couple of times where people like, oh, it looks like he's just a bit off, but I don't think he was. I think he played really well to say just come back from it.
0: Not even that. I I don't think he looked any different than when he got injured. Like we all thought when he got injured in that Rangers game, we're like, oh my god! Like when was the last time you felt like, oh, if Rask gets injured, the season's over? And that's I honestly thought Rask goes down. I don't care what anybody says; they weren't making the playoffs. Yeah. Without him in the lineup. This is not happening. Um, speaking of the lineup, great segue court. Um what team, purely accidental. Yeah, I know.
1: Team confidence and um and we I know we mentioned it earlier, but the constant um buy in comment that, that uh Cassidy says, um Is it I just hope the players aren't tuning him out like they did uh, so many times to Julian, and and if that if that is the is the fact, then and changes have to be made. If you if you're not listening to the guy behind the bench, um, something's got to be done. I mean, it's it's just plain and simple. Changes how? Uh, you don't have to make a lot of lineup changes. If if people aren't going to buy in.
0: Oh, I thought you meant like fire the coach. No, right? no,
1: no, no. I am not. I'm not on that wagon at all. There's no way. This is. We are way too soon into Cassie's tenure to, to call for his head right now, especially with the insertion of younger players and veterans on this current club right now. It's, everybody's just got to gel, and, and it's going to take a little bit of time. I am not one of these people that say Stanley Cup every year. I refuse to be like that. I'm not going to be a rah-rah. No way. But there's, there's things that have to be in place to make a team successful. You have to, you know, whether it be by committee, by trade, or or look at your development system, which is not looking very good right now. I agree with that, but uh, you know, I'm starting to be the type of person that I used to be so high on these prospects, but now they're
0: not. You know. Yeah, they're... you were too high. You were. So I high
1: was. I'll admit it. I
0: was, it's but you, you drink that Providence Bruins Kool Aid a lot. Well, it's because like, oh, it... I watch them in Providence, but it's such a different game between the AHL and the NHL. It is, like, and huge. I
1: totally agree with that totally agree with that that's why so many people that were like oh come call up jamel smith because he's doing good well he's doing good in the ahl that doesn't mean he's going to translate into uh superior play in the nhl so i I do get that and i do hype up the prospects a little bit because i do watch a ton of prospect hockey related to the bruins but
0: it's your it's your it's your your thing you you like the prospects yeah i get it i do it's just i'm i'm I am very pleased, and I'm sure we all are. Right now, watching this effort from the team right now against Washington is is beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wish they would score. It's just Holby is fucking just kills the Bruins. He does all the time. I, it's just I just don't. Ah, uh, oh, I sorry, they don't score. Um, I just I just don't think there's anybody in this organization prospect wise. And you mentioned it before you mentioned Jack Sticky. I know that for a fact that the organization's high on him. But if they can get somebody that's, you know, good enough, like a Tarasenko, because it's not going to be Panarin, he's not coming here, then you do the deal. Like, I'm tired of thinking the guy's not Gretzky, and they don't have any of those guys. They don't have any elite guys in their prospect pool right now.
2: No, I just meant the fact that he is probably the best center prospect that they've got. 100%. And you've got got Bergeron and um, Krejci that are on the wrong side of 30. So... I agree. Yeah. That's my only thinking with that is trading him for a winger. And then you're out of luck with your centers later on.
0: Well, what, say, what, what says he's going to gonna be? What says he's going to be? This is all I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. What says he's going to be in the lineup? Because we all thought this about Bjork. We all thought this. We all thought this about Jimmy Vesey when we thought the Bruins were going to get him. What says these guys are going to be what we think they are?
1: Right.
2: Because he looked... Pretty so much what? NHL ready. JFK look
0: JFK look ready. Um, all these guys, Andres Bjork look ready. These guys all we were all hyped when these guys were coming on the team, and they all fell flat on their face. So what says Jake's Jacks Technica, who right now hasn't even he played it? Is he played? He's not playing in Providence. He's no. still in the OHL. Yeah, he's a huge jump. There's a huge jump about to happen. He oh, yeah, he can all he wants in practice, but. Maybe, I, just maybe, that the team didn't even want to bring him over to China and they just did it for, you know, maybe the coaching staff didn't want to even bring him there. They thought he should just go back, but the team wanted to showcase him down there and hype up the fan base as they love to do. Maybe that wasn't even a coach's call. Just saying.
1: Yeah, management. Um, How about the demotions of uh, Ryan Donato and JFK sent to Providence recently? Uh, in my opinion, definitely warranted. I don't. I don't think I maybe mean, besides that 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 snipe of a goal that Donato had. Uh, you know the kid's got all the talent in the world, but there's other aspects of this game that he needs to seriously work on if he's going to be a part of this uh, this lineup on a regular. And the same thing goes for JFK. We've seen we've seen you know bits and pieces of brilliance, but nothing consistent. And consistency gets you time in this league. And 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 going back to I don't know how many times I've I've sat in front of Don Sweeney and heard him say the best players are going to play well. They're not, you know. I mean, you you're playing a uh, six million dollar David Backus that seemingly I mean you refuse to put him on the up in the ninth floor to watch. He did for one game. I get it. I do understand that, but.
0: So you're saying Donato's better than Bacchus? Absolutely
1: not. Absolutely think, not. Yeah, I'm I not going that way. Go. Yeah, I mean, I I would definitely involve him in a trade because his value is high right now. But and, and also JFK. I, I mean, there's so much center depth right now, and it, it, you know, if you have to make a move, then those are the those are the players that are going to need to be involved. Uh, so I don't know.
2: I mean, even a guy like Klaharik or. How do you say his name? Solaric. Solaric. Sorry. He's so um, great in his first game, but he's
0: kind of dialed back a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like a guy like that who someone might see as a maybe NHL-ready prospect on a rebuilder. Like a rebuilding team.
0: LA Kings. LA Kings. Exactly. Tyler Fertoli. Tyler Yeah, a big, uh, Foley. Yeah, I, a big body that, I that, that Like change month change I said month one when the Kings were playing back.
1: Yeah, you did too. Yeah.
0: oh! There's, like, it's.
1: Uh oh. Most of the time. He
0: doesn't score, Mark. He doesn't score. Okay. <laughs> Most of the time, we talk about he it. Hit like...
2: <laughs> Most of the time, we talk about it like it's an easy thing to do, where they're just going to, like, oh, just flip this guy to this team. Why not do that? It's obviously not that easy. But, I mean, you've got guys. Like Trent Frederick right now, the guy's probably not going to be as good as everyone says he is. Well, actually, there's no way he's going to be as good as everyone says he is because they're making him out to be the next Wayne Gretzky. So,
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm not going that far on Freddie. I mean, I like his game and so on. I think he's like the lost Kachuk son. Um,
2: Yeah, but everyone was making out like it was not a good one. Like you know the first time Lucic fought in the NHL, they were making it out like that when he fought. And I was just
0: we're not allowed to say that name anymore. And
2: that the best thing was did you now. did you hear his interview after the uh, after that game <clears throat> where he said he's not gonna be he doesn't wanna be a guy who just comes in and chuck, n- chucks her uh, nooks and that's all he does. Right. Yeah, he wants to contribute. Yeah. Um like that was the best thing about that I thought. Like when I saw him come in and just fight, I was like, Oh, here we go.
1: But I mean,
2: I like him, but I
1: Woo! Yeah, buddy. I'm actually seeing it right now. Crazy. Oh what a pass by pasta. Two Sorry
0: Rob, I know, but I got it. It's against Washington. And also can I say to everybody who's listening right now, I love Chris Wagner. Yeah. (laughs) And if
2: if they beat Washington now. And passes on the second line, by the way. Very (laughs) happy. See, I can't watch right now because if I do, this call will not happen. So, <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it, it's barely happening while you're not watching, so. it's Chop, nice. little... well, <laughs> chop. <chock. laughs> no,
2: it's the fact that the call will drop.
1: Oh, I feel it.
0: Oh, yeah. wow.
2: I'm kind of far away from you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of. Only
1: 3,800 miles.
2: There's only a big,
0: vast sea <laughs> with nothing in it. <laughs>
1: We gotta get you over here sooner or later, my so, friend. So yeah,
0: so they've moved past on to the second line because they just taken another face off with them out there.
1: Let's see how they match up. Let's see how they match up. How out.
0: long's he been on the second line all game? Oh, I still, I still think it's stupid, so I don't care. <laughs> I just find a winger for the second line. Stop having to get rid of one of the best lines in hockey. They'd be... Oh, oh, come on. Sorry.
1: Um. No, uh, we, we should talk about is uh, Patrice Bergeron is playing in his 999th game t- right now against the Washington Capitals. And we'll have 1,000 games under his belt on Tuesday night against the yeah, Islanders. What we need to
2: do one day, maybe playoff time, is just do a full game of us
1: podcasting. <laughs> what, a whole three-hour game? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's, that's a bit fun. aggressive. That would be fun. We have to
0: do a beers and brewing so that we're all drinking while watching the game, so we're still (laughs) chit-chatting. But you you get a break in between. Yeah, always get a break. But I still say when I'm there in March, Mark, we need a bar. I'm sure the fan base would like it. Who's down there? So as soon as the game's done, you've already got it set up. I come to the bar with my wife. We have a bunch of people there, and we do a live beers and brews. I would right after the game. I would love that, and
1: I'm actually right after the game. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually working on getting something happening. But uh... the Saturday.
0: So right after the game, like, because on the Friday, I'm busy. Friday night, I'm I'm visiting family. I'm, I'm going to go up for dinner with my family that's down there. It's going to be nice. I might go skating in someone's backyard. We'll see. Oh, I already know who this is. Yeah, it's okay. But we'll see. <laughs> I'm fucking <And> then, jealous. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be nice. And then on the Saturday, I got the game at 1 o'clock, and I'm saying, let's do a podcast. I'll even have my wife on. See how much knowledge she has. That would be awesome. Believe it or not, you, you'd be scared how much she knows. I probably would. I'd be very impressed, too. Um, what is uh... I sidetracked everything there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's all right. Uh, Side, yeah. No, actually, it was good because it ate up some seconds because I'm running out of... Uh, we, we went right through this agenda list, so... If that's it's... fine.
0: We, I love Rob's idea. Like We're talking about this game right now. We have yeah. stuff live happening. And Back... we don't have to listen to NBC because they're just garbage. Right.
2: Oh, did... The the last game against Philly, I had to listen to the Philly guys. If anyone makes fun of Jack Edwards being a homer, Jesus, <laughs> like, go and listen to Philly. <laughs> like, all they do is dog on the other team. Oh, yeah, of course, Marsham and that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, of What a shocker. This and then Pasternak scored on the power play, and he was like, oh, yeah, of course, Pasternak, on the off wing, blah, blah, blah. Jesus.
1: Oh, it was not good. That's funny. Um, yeah, I think we're going to call it a show for the week. What do you guys think? Get back to this game because we're obviously, well, I know two of us are obviously paying more attention to we the have game Rob's, right, Rob's right
0: Rob's now. just like, seriously, I'm just <laughs> goal. I'm sure Rob's already pulled out his phone he's looked on Twitter to watch the replays.
2: Like, right. No, not, not yet. I'm scared that the call will drop, so I am
0: waiting.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's just See end it-
0: Let's just end it be there for
1: the, for the week. We will be back next week with uh, a ton to talk about, as we'll definitely talk about this game today against the, uh, the Capitals. We'll get in discussions about the Islanders on Tuesday, the Rangers on Wednesday, and obviously the, the uh, Kings on Saturday. So, um, everybody, thank you very much for listening. Again, shout-out to Casey uh, Cummins and, and everybody down in the Leicester, Mass area for an awesome tournament, and thank you so much for the invite. We had a blast um, but, and thank you all for listening as usual, uh, please go to Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, say some nice or bad words about us. And also please, uh, if you could, and if you want to, please go to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast and donate a dollar per episode. We want to get back into that and also want to start, uh, doing more giveaways. So, um, thank you very much and we'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at blackandgold277 at courtlalonde and at rob40bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com.